The Startup to Scale-Up Game Plan is brought to you by Alpina Search, Europe's premier talent search firm, dedicated to helping technology startups and scale-ups recruit high-impact executives. Now over to your host, Gary Riemann. Abhishek Chatterjee is the CEO of Tukitaki, a disruptive AI scale-up headquartered in Singapore, and they are looking to shake up the world of financial and regulatory compliance. Tukitaki raised about $20 million in funding from the likes of Viola, Nomura, and Illuminate Financial. And they've deployed their solution at a number of tier one banks in Asia, Europe, and North America. In 2019, the World Economic Forum recognized Tukitaki as a technology pioneer for its ability to shape the industry and society in new and exciting ways. They've also won a stream of other awards and nominations. So uh, Abhishek, welcome to the uh, Startup to Scale Up Game Plan. Thank you very much, uh, Gary. It's good to be here and uh, happy to have a lively conversation with you today. A lively New Year's Eve uh, chat, absolutely. Now, I love the name Tukitaki. Could you tell our audience what does Tukitaki mean and how did you come up with such a distinctive name for your company? Absolutely. And uh, this is generally a good conversation starter with uh, beat our clients or beat people that we want to onboard. Um, the name means hide and seek in my language, which is uh, a part of small state in India. Um, the bigger vision that Tukitaki has is uh, we want to disrupt the regulatory compliance space. And we want to help financial institutions, be it banks, neobanks, uh, fintechs, to really sort of create sustainable regulatory compliance programs by finding out the relevant information which is hidden in noise and data. And that's what the name means, hide and seek. We're seeking out information hidden in noise, and we are doing this in a way which is sustainable, scalable, and can provide financial institutions the sort of support that they need to really accelerate in the growing times going forward. Okay, nice background. Like I said, lovely name, Aurelia. Thank you. Fascinating. It's a distinctive name, that's for sure. Once you've heard it, you can't forget the name Tukitaki, so it certainly has some impact. Now, you have a background in banking. You used to be a quant at JP Morgan, and yet Tukitaki began its life as, a, as an analytics platform to help marketeers make better decisions. When and why did you pivot to focus on compliance offerings for the banking sector? Right. So the reason Tukitaki was formed is as, as a banker in JP Morgan, uh, one of the key things that I noticed uh, during 2009 to 2012, and as you would know, it was a really interesting period in finance with the financial crisis and with quantity raising going on. It was very clear that the underlying ecosystem that is required to support the new generation of banking would be quite different from the tools that are currently available. And the tools just need not you know, use macros, Excel to solve the problem, but tools need to be there, which can amalgamate data from multiple sources and being able to help detect and sort of recommend actions far beyond the, the rule-based or the Excel-based macros or the tools that the bank currently had. So the vision of Tukitaki was to create that platform which can understand multiple levels of data points 
and then use those data points to predict certain set of actions which can be actionable which can be decisionable and thereby having the right set of action points for bankers to kind of act on now when we build this underlying framework we wanted to test this thesis on certain businesses which has high sort of business throughput as you would all know banking selling to banks take almost 6 to 9 months and hence as a early stage company we really wanted to test our product very quickly on to understand whether our hypothesis really worked or not and then kind of move into sectors which are much more mature on that hypothesis or our hypothesis which was to create that underlying platform and then create certain ecosystem of solutions we started with marketing we did a, a survey of multiple verticals which verticals has the ability to sort of have a higher throughput in accepting new products on the product that we are trying to sell marketing was one such uh, vertical which really sort of accelerated the idea of understanding the market conditions and then predicting certain marketing events which has a very strong roi that's how the first smart solution that we built on our underlying you know platform really took off but that did not mean that we had stopped building other smart solutions on on our underlying machine learning solution and that kept on sort of getting mature when we came to a point when the smart solution were matured a few of our fast customers like eob nomura decided to take on the journey and hence we started solely focusing on those smart solutions in banking so for us the journey has been always on evolution journey has always been on testing our solution validating the hypothesis so when we actually deliver to our clients our clients are always sort of really appreciated that value became our brand ambassadors and that is the dna of our company test it prove it then deliver your clients a solution that really wows them which allows us to really grow and that has allowed us to kind of evolve over the last 4 5 years okay that makes sense and much more of an evolution than than a pivot absolutely i read that a credit portfolio monitoring suite is the next module under development so i'm curious what other modules are you planning to release in the next few quarters so i'll take a step back right so as i said tukitaki's vision is to create the next generation of compliance as a service ecosystem this is a paradigm shift in the sense is the market is tremendously large if you look at any of the new fintechs payment ecosystems neo banks everybody needs to have a very strong sort of ecosystem of regulatory solutions and the current product offerings are really not there tukitaki is completely changing that game plan and providing compliance as a ecosystem which is how the next generation would move something similar to banking as a ecosystem now to enable our vision to create regulatory compliance as a service we need to create solutions which encompasses multiple areas in the compliance ecosystem we already have proven our solution of ecosystems from reconciliation and aml the next set of products or smart solutions that we are building on our underlying core platform is around as you mentioned credit monitoring is one such uh, application it would be followed by applications in 
trade uh, analysis. It would be followed by something around employee surveillance. Anything that kind of compasses the entire regulatory compliance need are the set of solutions that we already have planned to be delivered. But again, it starts with the idea of creating this regulatory compliance as an ecosystem and the underlying machine learning platform, which is regulatory compliance, supporting that ecosystem. This is what we have already proven. And the roadmap is to be able to create more such apps internally, as well as open it up to a broader ecosystem and channel partners to use our APIs for machine learning to be able to create as well. And few of them, as I mentioned, credit portfolio, fraud, employee surveillance, paid surveillance are few of the ones that we are kind of investigating and exploring. Excellent. So this ecosystem is a real differentiator for Tuki Taki. And I think another thing that's distinctive about Tuki Taki is your culture. What type of culture are you creating and how important has that been for your success? So I think um, this, you have, you know, really actually, you know, kind of opened up a key element of what sort of, you know, team members actually build Tukitaki, right? One of the key things in Tukitaki that we had really worked on is to maintain a very high talent density. Everybody that, you know, works in Tukitaki really believe in not only delivering the best solution, but really believe in the cause that we are actually making a difference. This allows to have people who are extremely passionate, who really believes in what they're doing. Hence, the overall talent density of people that you would be working with would be extremely high, passionate, and they actually bring in elements that overall you know, makes a quite a bit of difference. So that's one element of a very high talent density of passion and, and capability. The second element that we truly embrace is something called as grit. What we are solving is extremely difficult. We are creating a completely different ecosystem of compliance. Now, even though compliance is boring, but we are making it the next generation of tools, which means that you need to be passionate, you need to really dig down, but you also need to be innovative, which kind of amplifies the culture where we never say that, hey, this doesn't work. To give you some exa example, one of the leading banks in Asia almost took one and a half years to go to production. And most of our competitors actually kind of veered away after three, four, five months. But because our team stuck with them, be it our sales guys, our customer success guys, we are one of the only vendors in the local region in Asia, as well as now in North America, where we have deployed an AI-based AML solution, which is regulatory compliant. So sticking together, not giving up, and then you know, accepting the fact that failure is okay, but not learning from them is not okay. So accept, learning and growing is one of the things that differentiate every Tukitaki member. The third aspect, which we as a team really value, is all about team building and team camaraderie. We hate intelligent jerks. We want people you know, who, who can really sort of come together and take this as their own owners and move the team forward. So if you sum it up the culture, the culture kind of amplifies grit, culture amplifies team, and the culture amplifies a very high talent density, which really makes us differentiated in the market. And that's why we believe that we're really going to build a, a rocket ship business in the next coming years. Love that definition of your or explanation of your culture and true grit 
is one of my favorite westerns ever. So I think every time I hear the word tukitaki, I'm immediately going to start thinking of a of, of true grit. Something that you emphasized just now was about learning and growing. And and I guess any tech entrepreneur would have had, you know, some ups and downs on their entrepreneurial journey. So what have been your major learnings so far as an entrepreneur? Uh, it's a great question, right? You know, um, uh, there was this article in Forbes, I think last year, where they actually show an entrepreneur on top of a lion. And then this article read that the people from the other side says, wow, this guy is riding a lion. It's so cool. But the entrepreneur, you know, sitting on the line is just thinking like, how long can he save himself from not being eaten, right? So uh, it's, it's a very interesting <laughs> sort of a front page cover, but I, I think it kind of amplifies what we do. Entrepreneur who is not learning will be eaten by that line in the next day itself, right? So as I said, grit is what kind of you know, defines us and we keep on learning. So a few of the learnings, right? Number one, product market fit is not a single point. It is a journey over time. The first thing that you know, every company and every entrepreneur should know that being able to sort of adapt your solution, adapt the product, which continuously grows to match the product market fit is a key learning. So a lot of the entrepreneurs think that they have reached their product market fit. And then after 18 months, they are, they are being overtaken by somebody else. So our learning, always keep on growing and evolving. Talk to your customers, understand where the wind is moving and evolve. So product market fit is not one point, but a continuous journey over time. That's number one, which is, I think, very important for people in the startup journey should understand. Number two, which is extremely important, is to understand is setting up matrices very early on in the journey. What happens is that in a startup space, you generally sort of don't think about matrices. You think about just running and solving the problem. But what happens is if you don't just take a step back and create those matrices, you will never be able to track, measure, and get better because there is no benchmark to compare. Now, our learning always has been put the right matrices in place. It might take a quarter more to set the matrices in place, but if you do, you really build a very stable and a robust market. That's very important, and that's something that every entrepreneur should take care in the early stages of the business. The third thing which we learned is that you really need to focus, else you have a high risk of falling into the chasm. What I mean by this is you need to really understand your beachhead well. Like who are the customers that you're going? What do they need? What is their pain point? What will actually move the needle? There's a great story from uh, one of the, uh, from the CEO of Snowflake and which, uh, uh, you know, our investors actually have connected over a group CEO session where he talks about the reason Snowflake was successful is because they found a beachhead in the initial days, which allowed them to grow three, four X faster than any others. Because at the end of the day, Snowflake sells in a warehousing, cloud-based warehousing products. There were enough cloud-based warehousing products. Similarly, Zoom, there were enough products. But then both Snowflake and Zoom actually figured out a segment which had the propensity to buy, did a lot of research. They kind of marketed their product in that way. And once one segment really worked out, they kind of amplified so a lot of the mistakes that early stage entrepreneurs do, they look at multiple beachheads and hence they're not able to focus, which kind of causes them to kind of not grow in that direction that they would have loved to. So again, learning, define your beachhead and double down because that is going to make a 
lot of difference. The last point which I want to talk about is, uh, which is again something very core to Tukitaki, is what we call as a Stockdale paradox. And again, this is something that we learned along the way, which basically means that our team really believes that Tukitaki will be successful because they are passionate, they know they can solve the problem. But we as a team also discuss our dirty laundries. And it's very important for entrepreneurs to talk about it because this is generally not spoken out. So we have what we call as a candor sort of feedback where we can actually talk about feedback and say this is shit. But then we also talk about what can we do to solve it. This sort of a culture is again one of the learnings. So summing up four learnings, sort of a candor feedback, Stockdale paradox. Number two, beachhead. Uh, you know, number three, you know, product is not just one line, you know, not just one point, but it's it's something that grows over time. And then the final one is essentially defining your matrices as you step along, because that is going to be, you know, elemental in getting to your success. Great learnings. Now, I guess you're pretty hectic scaling Tukitaki globally. Do you still find some time for hobbies and relaxation? Absolutely, right? I think one of my advisors actually had mentioned that as a CEO, if you're spending all your time in operational aspects, right, then you are doing injustice to Tukitaki because you should be spending time thinking about what's going to happen 18 months from now or 24 months from now. And those sort of thinkings doesn't happen if you are just stuck into the, the trenches every time, right? <laughs> So I, I definitely spend a lot of my time just thinking to myself, just reading a lot of books, you know, traveling, because those are the times I kind of contemplate, think about what to do, what not to do, and kind of helps Tukitaki in that way. So for me, those relaxation times have actually been booked in my calendar to make sure that I'm able to actually sort of do justice to the growth that I'm promising to everybody in the team. So yes. I do take time, and I think that that is allowing me to be more productive than just only being in the trenches. What are some of your favorite books then that have inspired you? And also, what's your vision for Tukitaki for 2023 and beyond? Since one of the things you seem to do in your downtime is actually free up mental space to kind of think and uh, and plan beyond the day to day operational uh, challenges. So I think from a business point of a book, right, one of the books that I would talk, you know, tell every entrepreneur to read about is a book called Crossing the Chasm. It's a great book to read. Just not only talks about challenges, but it also talks about how you can really make a difference, especially in the early stages. The other book that I really like to read is uh, and, and recommend is a book called uh, How to Move from Good to Great. It talks about how do you build companies which will build to last for the next 20, 30 years, right? And that kind of segues into your, you know, what's the vision of Tukitaki? We are building Tukitaki to build a business or to build a new segment by itself, which is compliance as a service. So next generation of fintechs or finance, payments, banks, they need to have very strong compliance regulations to be built on. And current system does not have that platform or the ecosystem. So we are actually creating or the new generation of companies which are creating them. It's like, think of it as like what Snowflake did with data warehousing. We are doing it with all the ecosystem of fintech companies. And that's what we want to become. So we are not thinking about two to three years. 
we're thinking about building a completely new industry and an ecosystem and being there to last. So build to last is what the vision is. And we really want to not only just stop at you know, one problem, but create an entire industry and an ecosystem. That's our vision. And that's why it's important that we make those right choices now so that we create a company that it's built to last. And you know, we can think back 20 years and say, hey, you know, we created a completely new ecosystem which never existed 20 years back. And that's what we really want to think and build. That's a really inspiring vision. Abhishek, thank you so much for joining me on New Year's Eve of all days, sharing your learnings and your vision. And I wish you and the whole team a superb 2021. Thank you so much, Gary, and wishing you the same as well. Stay safe and speak soon. Bye-bye. This episode of the Startup to Scale-Up Game Plan was brought to you by Alpina Search. Head over to www.alpinasearch.com for advice on scaling your technology startup and recruiting high-impact senior talent.